It's dark. It's dirty. It's dangerous. It's cold. It's Trolls in the Dungeon with Sandy and Talia. Thought she ought to know. Welcome to Trolls in the Dungeon. And this is Sandy, and we have a special guest today since Talia is off traipsing about in Seattle without me. What's your name here? Hi. Tell us about yourself. I'm Gray. Uh, I'm also a Hufflepuff. Yay, so Hufflepuff. Sandy and I get to hang out a lot. Um, I am a co worker of Sandy and Talia's. Um, undisclosed, at undisclosed location. location. <laughs> there you go. And yeah, I did enough research to know that I was not supposed to say the name of the right. establishment. So we've established that you are a Hufflepuff. Oh, I don't know my Overmorning house. What? I know. Did you not go on Pottermore and check this out? I didn't. I mean, I did, but then I... Forgot? Promptly? I think I I promptly forgot. I mean, the thing is, the Harry Potter books are set in Hogwarts, so I feel the non... I don't know much about the Overmorning houses because I'm kind of like... I was very non-committal. Yeah. And I don't think I identified super well with Puck Wedgie, so I kind of... I know that's my house, but I'm kind of meh about it. Yeah. Patronus? Pottermore says it's a dragonfly. I do not agree. Oh, but that's cute, though. It is kind of <laughs> cute. Um, I think I'm an otter. Okay. Because I will cuddle the Dementors to death. I like it. Have you seen a little comic strip of, um, like, well, some illustration more about a bumblebee being a Patronus? Patronus? And the illustration is hilarious because it's got this, like, Dementor going, <laughs> <laughs> And I'll have to find it for you guys so you can see what I'm talking about, but it's hilarious. It's just, like, it's just, like, shrieking away from a little tiny bumblebee. But, yeah, so it's one of my favorites. I'll have to see if I can knock that up. Did you ever do a BuzzFeed hybrid house? Oh, no. I'm killing... I'm failing at these. No, it's fine. You can pick out... What do you think your secondary house would be? Oh, Ravenclaw, for sure. Cool, so... I would have said Gryffindor before, because Pottermore, the beta version, sorted me into Gryffindor. Oh, and fun. but I don't subscribe to the Gryffindor. I don't think I'm a Gryffindor. I can see you as a Ravenclaw. Yeah. I I was sorted into Ravenclaw for the beta, so. I like uh, to know things. Same. I'm going to introduce a new segment, even though Talia is not here, because of an incident that happened to my partner this weekend, and it's hilarious. They were wearing a Gryffindor T-shirt, and the cashier at the place we were at was like, oh, Harry Potter is so old. It doesn't even do anything for me anymore. It's so irrelevant. And so the segment is called No, You're Wrong. Because obviously, okay, you are like 15 years younger than me. Yeah. And I was reading them when the base, like a couple years after they came out. Mm -hmm. And you're reading them even though you're so much younger. My nieces are, you know, God, they're older now. Like 10, 11, and 13 or so. Mm They're reading them and digging them, yeah. so Harry Potter is not dead, y'all. Just not dead. Not at all. Would you like to discuss that further? Do you have any other examples of why it's not dead? I mean, we just went to Harry Potter trivia. What? Right. Like, when, people like, are still having Harry Potter trivias, yeah. and 
Um, God, and it was so packed, you guys. Like, people they were had, turning they, people away yeah. at the end of Harry Potter trivia. It was, or at the beginning, like, at the, whatever. Because yeah. it, it was at capacity, and they could not take any more people. And the food was so good, you guys. It really it was. was. So we ate that... so many Brussels sprouts that day. <laughs> yeah, we did. Oh my god. The Brussels sprouts were like super on point. And everyone just was like, oh, they were so good. So I'm going to order that with my food too. Mm -hmm. And like, so we just had this big so old mound of Brussels sprouts. So many Brussels sprouts. <laughs> yeah, and then there's also their new movies are coming out. And well, oh, yeah. they're not Harry Potter based exactly, but like, you know, the, the whole. Magical or Fantastic, fantastic Beasts, beasts. Yeah. whole story. I still which haven't is... seen it. <laughs> what? I know. I'm the worst. Oh, I'm not a true fan, you guys. But she is. Dude, she was like killer on, on uh, the quiz. They are asking all these questions about like, what vault number and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, shit. Oh, I totally knew it. Yeah. And she like, all the number, the questions that are involved in numbers, she was on. Like, we would have lost without her, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so she is a true fan. Uh, she's just, you know, behind. I'm a, yeah, I'm a little behind. Just behind. Yeah. Life has gotten in the way. Stupid my, life. I know. Yeah. I feel like there's more to discuss. What were we talking about? We were talking about, uh, no, you're wrong. And I feel like that's oh, right. pretty good about why they're wrong, because obviously they are. Because Harry Potter is still relevant today. Yeah, it is. And, totally. And I think especially now, because of all the political crisis we're all in, mm -hmm. it feels even more relevant than it did even then when it was coming out. Yeah. There's more people yeah. to oppose. Well, like, women, or people in general, just calling cops on just black people all the time yeah. for no reason... People suck. Like a month or so ago, someone was in Oakland, uh, this lady fucking called the cops on two guys who were just trying to barbecue some goddamn food. The other day, someone called the cops on a girl who was selling bottled water. Yeah, in front of her apartment. Yeah. And by the way, that bitch's name is Allison Edel. <laughs> I'm amazed that you know that. I, make a, I try to make a point of, you know, shaming these fucking people because they're assholes and they need to be called out on their shit. Yeah. Fuck you, Allison Edel. And your weed in your dispensary thing that's not legal at all. Is it not? It's like under the table. That's oh. like the whole thing is like she doesn't have a permit to sell what oh. she's selling and she called well, the cops arrest her on a little black girl selling water bottles outside her apartment. Jeez, man. Kick this bitch to the curb. Yeah. We don't need people like that. So yeah. Harry Potter still relevant, keeping it just real. Yeah. You know. And I think we can all learn a lot from Harry Potter and how to just react to people around you and not be a dick. Yeah? Yeah. Will not. <laughs> so, shall we dive into deep questions? Sure. Okay. In like the last episode... I feel like that was episode, supposed to be like the end of this segment. Or is this the end of this segment? Already? It's supposed to be a short episode. So. Okay. Cool. Uh, so, deep questions. So, the end of the last episode, we were oh, wait, asking... Wait, wait, wait. I was going to... Sorry. I was going to talk about how... Harry Potter is still relevant because because it's like this familiar reality for all of us to go back to. Yeah, nostalgia. Like the, nostalgia and for, like you know they they there's all so much information out there like and for us still to like that's why we still have all these deep with. questions. Yeah, right. You know. Yeah. Like we're still reading things and we're like, wait, come on, what what is going on here? I never we, would have thought that twenty years later I would still be asking questions delving about into it. the backstory of Harry Potter. Yeah. Such as? Such as our deep question of the day. Right. 
which is how did Dumbledore know to ask Horace Slughorn for the memory that he got? I think it's because Dumbledore was going around and trying to find all of the people who had contact with Voldemort sure. as a kid. Yeah. And uh. then as an adult also. Because he talks about how, like, if there wasn't, like, if there was a little bit to find on him as a student at Hogwarts, there was nothing that he could find on him as an adult. Right. Like, after Morgan and Burks, he disappears. Yes. I mean, yeah. So he's just talking to every single person he possibly could? Yeah. So then... Because I can imagine that... the. Mm, How do you the, think he phrased the question? The question is, like, also, when did he get that memory? Yeah. Like, did he get it... Right when he showed it to Harry, or did he have it for 15 years? Yeah, that's a good question, too. Because I thought that when Dumbledore was originally going around and looking for people, like, it would have been when they were trying to defeat Voldemort the first time. Mm -hmm. And so he would have started to collect things the first time. That's probably true. He probably had it for quite a while. I feel like it's something that he would have sat on for for 15 years. At least. And... Until he, until Harry brought the diary and confirmed his and suspicions. confirmed his suspicions about having a Horcrux, yeah, or more than one Horcrux. That's an interesting point too. The timeline. So did he have it prior to Harry giving him the diary, or I would assume so. I th- I don't know. Or did he be like, oh shit, that's obviously a Horcrux. I need to talk to everybody I can right now. Yeah. You know. But oh, but when Dumbledore became. He must have had it because already, because when Dumbledore became headmaster, he took all of the books on how to make Horcruxes out of the library. True. So he must have known that that kind of dark magic had been used seems... and like utilized by the students in bad ways. It does ways. seem like he had mentioned at some point that he had suspected that he was delving into magic that was, you know, most untoward. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember exactly what he said, though. Well, he said there there were a whole lot of really shitty things happening at Hogwarts while the Death Eaters were there right. as students. Mm-hmm. And the worst of them was when Moaning Myrtle was killed. Right. And... So, I mean, that But there was, was this... They, they sort of had this reign of terror where, like... They couldn't find... There was no openly... They couldn't ever be caught. Right, they, they never got caught, but there was just a lot of bad shit that went down. Right. Yeah. No, that that culminated with the death of Winnie Myrtle. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but would have gotten it would have continued at two years later because that was only. I wonder though if he kind of was like, oh shit, someone died. I could get in real trouble if I keep keep up, and so he was kind of more on DL. Maybe even more. Although, I mean, after Money Merle died, he, he uh, went on to kill his parents. I, if That's the, true. If I, I think the timeline is correct, I, I think it's Money Merle first and then and goes then on to kill. After. Yeah, that makes well, sense. Not his, well, his dad, anyway. Yeah. And his grandparents. Yeah. So, I think that's how the timeline goes. Talia, how does the timeline go? Put something in here. She's can't. Well, she could, I suppose, <laughs> add something. Um, <laughs> After this, she's just gonna pop in and be like, "Ha ha, bitches! <laughs> it is I, <laughs> your omniscient, <laughs> your omniscient creator." Uh, she could put whatever the fuck she wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> I won't even know until I hear it. <laughs> Team leader. Oh God! Don't start. <laughs> oh. Only if I allow it. Yeah. Right. 
so uh, <laughs> do you have anything more to say about our deep question? What was the deep question again? <laughs> the deep question was <laughs> how so did Dumble- how did Dumbledore know to procure the memory from Slughorn? How did he know? And how did I'd like to know also how he phrased the question to Slughorn? Like what was the question? Because Slughorn was also like, uh, "I'm gonna edit this shit real fast so that you don't understand, you don't know what actually is." been I said, "Yeah, you know, maybe he. I wonder if he asked, did Tom Riddle ever do or say anything that made you particularly uncomfortable or afraid or like fearful, which is the same thing as afraid." <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's yes. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's could be too. Obviously, Slughorn was terrified. Of Certainly uncomfortable the, yeah. and just like, oh shit, what did I get myself into? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, who wouldn't be? Mm-hmm. Especially when he starts talking about killing more than the one person. Yeah, like, oh my god. Just like, like, like he says, is it enough to think think of killing one person? Yeah. You want to rip your soul into seven? Of course. The I fuck's do. wrong with you, boy? <laughs> Um, so, what else would I do with all my free time? I don't understand world domination, domination either. Like, no. what is the point? I don't know. <laughs> I can't fathom Voldemort's frame of mind where he's just like, I'm going to rule the world. Why? Why do you want that? What are you going to do with it? I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Over. Do, do, do. Nice Jeopardy. I love Jeopardy. I don't watch very often. I played Harry Potter. Okay, so I went, this is a sidetrack, but once I went to, um, there's a website called Autostraddle. It's like for queer women and their pop culture things and politics and stuff. And they have this camp called A Camp. And I went once when I could still afford it. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) um, I, they did, they had Harry Potter Jeopardy one day. Did you dominate? I did. Of course you did. I was so happy. Like, but the Ravenclaws, the Ravenclaws won, and I was so upset. You dominated, but they won. I yeah, I dominated. The, they called they. I got the question. Heather Hogan's favorite question. Heather Hogan is the geekery editor okay. on Autostraddle, and Heather Hogan's favorite question was, "What is Molly Weasley's favorite singer? Who is Molly Weasley's favorite singer?" Okay. And I. Celestina Warbeck. Celestina Warbeck, and I knew it, and. They called you me. You see, Dover, finally! And for the rest of. <laughs> and for, the rest, for the rest of camp, they called me the hero of Hufflepuff because I knew the name, I knew who Celestina Warbeck was. Mm-hmm. And I was very proud of myself. Yeah. Yeah. But the Ravenclaw still won, even though I knew who Celestina Warbeck was. Well, fucking Ravenclaw. Anyway, that was my experience with Harry Potter Jeopardy. Sounds like fun. It was, it was really fun. I would like There were to, I would so many to. of us. That sounds yeah. like a fun time. Oh, and I was so mad during this one round. The question was, what is the spell that repairs tissue and cartilage in your body? The pisky, right? Yeah, it's a pisky. But the person who was up, there was like two people from every house on every question. Mm-hmm. So I, I was so, I said the wrong thing. I said, do you know it? Like, to the, my partner who was up with me. And they were like... I said, do you know it because I, but, but, like, in my head, I was, like, saying, do you know it because I know it? Because I'm, like... But you said you didn't know it. But I said, I think it came out more like, do you know it because I don't know it. Oh. But, 
And then, so they said Reparo instead of a Pisky. No! I was like, no! It was really sad. Those are inanimate objects. Yeah. Anyway. A Pisky. A Pisky. That's frustrating. Yeah. So, um, I've had a very frustrating experience with Harry Potter trivia. Well, we won the last one we did. We did, so. and that was amazing. And yeah. we still need to go get drinks on them. Yeah, we do. For sure. <laughs> That, that's basically all we'll be able to get with that. Yeah. Six people, $20. Woo. Yeah. You know, like, I think even at that point, like, even if we all got a, out of beer, it was Shout still out to Kirby, more. who knew the last... Kappas? The la- the the big question that that made, that made led us win the, ga- win the game. Actually, Laurel, uh, did, was kind of... Laurel knew it, too. Yeah, she was oh, okay. just like, I don't think it's that, I think it's this. Yeah. And like, like, I knew oh, it yeah. wasn't Grindylow. Yeah, Grindylow's The question totally was, different. what was... What what is like a water dwelling Japanese? Yeah. Something something, and it was a kappa. Yeah. But all I could think and of. And I was, was thinking, Grindelwald. I was thinking, um, red cap, and I'm like, no, red caps are the ones that that live in the battlefields and are like, mm, yeah, you know, especially especially bloody areas of battle. And I'm like, no, and, I, and as soon as I as soon as I said that, I was like, oh, that it's kappa, because yeah. I could remember the. Red cap and then kappa. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like yeah. as soon as I made that connection, I finally got there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Kirby had gotten it prior to that. And so. if we hadn't risked all of our points on that round, then we wouldn't have won either. Yeah. So that was me being like, go big or go home. Well, I mean, at that point, what do you got to lose? Exactly. Yeah. Like you either win or you lose. Right. <laughs> That's it. So we should do that again. We should. Harry Potter trivia. Well, hopefully they have another one because I would totally be down to go. Yeah. And then you can be. Trolls in the Dungeon. Yes. And speaking of Trolls in the Dungeon, it wouldn't be an episode of Trolls in the Dungeon without listing the troll of the episode. Who is the troll of the episode? Well, there's two nominations, for, in my opinion. Okay. First to the cashier at Undisclosed Location <laughs> yes. for being so blase about the Harry Potter universe. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. But I think the real winner is Allison Edel. Yes. Who called the cops an eight-year-old girl. She can go suck a big bag of dicks. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think that that's, we can call it good here. Okay. Thank you for having me and interviewing me. Yeah, so it's I feel fun. like <laughs> I don't know if I did a very good job. You're fine. Okay. I think you're fine. I think that this is going to be a, a, a tough editing job for Talia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, ah, sucker. <laughs> Hey, she's the one who, who bestowed that job upon herself. Yes. So, so yeah, have a good afternoon, evening, whenever you decide to listen to this. Um, it's probably like 3 o'clock in the morning right now. For somebody, yep. I'm sure. Have a good day, and I hope you enjoyed our podcast, and don't hurt yourself on the way out of our dungeon. See you guys later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Haha, <laughs> 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 bitches. It is I, your omniscient co-creator. So I had to look up the timeline, and it's a lot different than we thought. So Tom Riddle learns about the Chamber of Secrets in his second year, and then tries to find it. In July, before he starts his fifth year, he kills his father and grandparents, and turns the Gaunt Ring into the first Horcrux. When he starts his fifth year, he's made a prefect. He wears the ring. He asks Slughorn about making seven Horcruxes. Later that year, he finds and opens the Chamber of Secrets. After Rubius is framed and expelled, he turns the diary into the second Horcrux. According to JKR, the Horcruxes were created through the deaths of the following. The Ring, his father. The Diary, Moaning Myrtle. The Cup, Hepzibah Smith. The Locket, a homeless muggle. The Diadem, an Albanian peasant. Nagini, Bertha Jorkins. So, 
to me, it seems like he kind of um, stopped using uh, significant deaths and was just using whoever was at hand. Now, on the question of when did Dumbledore ask Slughorn for the memory, I have to agree with Gray. I think Albus had the Slughorn memory for 15 years. I think he knew it was tampered with, but he got it right before Voldemort fell to baby Harry Potter, so he didn't push the issue until later. And yes, I do know what omniscient means. Fuck you.